Welcome, welcome, welcome to Truth Talks TV. We've been having a wonderful time talking about fatherhood, manhood. And of course, we're women, so we don't know about manhood. Yeah, but we, we brought everything. some amazing men, <laughs> some wonderful men on with us to speak to that. So today we have special guest, Vincent Ellis White. And he has an amazing story. Yes, yes, Vincent, yes. thank you for joining us. Please share with us your story. No problem. Well, your thank truth. Yes. My truth, my true story. Mm -hmm. Thank y'all for having me. Um, I appreciate it. And so let me jump right into my story uh, because it is one that is, it's going to sound like a movie, but it's a very real story. Um, mm -hmm. And it's the story that I wrote my memoir called Finding Chris, My Father mm -hmm. about. And so uh, my story is about me being born and raised here in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, grew up with a single mom in the home. I had a dad that was uh, like, like was sometimes here and sometimes there. And mm -hmm. when the times when he was away, he was locked away in jail. And so um, I was a kid. I didn't know he was in jail. My mom did like a lot of parents do where they try to conceal that from their children. So she told me he was in school. And so uh, mm -hmm. I was a young kid, naive. And of course, like not even naive, but just you believe what your mom tell you. You know, right. so I believe that my mom was in school. My um, father was in school. And so I would go visit him, though. It wasn't like there was long gaps. I would go visit him often and sit in front of him at a picnic table, get to interact with him, can touch him and everything. But I just had to leave after that. Mm -hmm. And so um, for a long time, I believed that he was in school, but I still had issues with the fact that he wasn't home often. It was times he came home and we had great interactions. So it's not like he was completely um, just out of the picture. It's just that he wasn't there that often he was what they call a habitual offender where he would do something, go to jail, come out mm -hmm. and do something and go back and forth. And so um, in high school, I, by this time I knew he wasn't uh, still in school, obviously, because it had been too long, you know? So, <laughs> right. Something they had not said, I know math, I know they don't, they don't have a double <laughs> PhD or something by then. You right. know, so like, um, Show me your papers. <laughs> and he had none. So I was like, I know what's going on. So, and I was late to the party that my friends already knew. They used to tease me saying he was in jail, but I was Aww. like standing up strong, like, you know, no, he ain't in jail. Aww. So high school, though, I knew he was, but I didn't know why. My mom just told me wrong place, wrong time. Mm -hmm. um, I guess when she felt like I was mature enough, which was when I was 16, um, she sat me down on a Monday night after school and she mm -hmm. told me that she had been carrying this guilt for a long time mm -hmm. and that uh, she wanted to share something like really important with me. And I had no idea what this was going to be. Remember, this is the only man I ever knew as my father. It was like mm -hmm. no other person. I'm like, oh, yeah, I thought he was. It was just him. And so she sat me down and she said that your biological father, by the way, who I'm named after. Wow. So this guy that I'm talking about um, that was visiting jail, I'm named after him. Wow. At the time. And so um, she said that he's not your biological father. <sighs> and, and, it, and it was just the biggest, like, body blow to me ever because I just couldn't believe it. I mean, when I say couldn't believe it, like people use that term, but I really did not believe it. I thought she was like, I knew she wasn't playing, but I just thought it was just, I don't know what I thought it was because I, um, day. Like, yeah, oh, you must it was be joking. It was the yeah. only man I knew. And so, um, mm. uh, I asked her, you know, I was like, well, I was blown away by that, but I actually said, well, who's my father? And she said, his name is Chris Anderson. And um, this wasn't the time, you know, yo, I'm a little older. So this wasn't the time where there was like Google and social media right, and all that. Right. So yeah. like now somebody might type in Chris Anderson and you'll find his picture. But mm -hmm. uh, they didn't have that. And so all I knew was a name. I didn't know what he looked like. She didn't say I had like um, aunties or siblings or anything. And so 
we talked about it, she mostly wanted to process through like what grief and loss I may be mm -hmm. um, dealing with, but she didn't give me any additional information. Over time, she gave me bits and pieces. And so from 16 on through, um, I would see the name Chris Anderson everywhere, but I never, I didn't never know what he looked like. And I always would like get a, a hope, a glimmer of hope, like maybe that's him type thing. Aww. And um, then went on through high school um, and through undergrad and even through my master's program. I mean, so it went that long. Um, and I talk to a lot of kids and a lot of uh, teachers and things. I talk about wearing masks. And mm -hmm. the reason why I talk about that is because in high school, I had to wear masks. Like I had to wear masks even before finding this out. When mm -hmm. I had a incarcerated father, I didn't want people to tease me about that. Right, I was right. embarrassed about that, so I had to wear a mask. And so um, I always looked happy, like on the surface, I always looked happy. Um, I always had the things that people wanted then, like the relationship, the girlfriend, the popularity. Mm -hmm. But like they didn't know I had what's called now like a father wound. Um, wow. They didn't know I had a father wound in my heart pretty much. And um, even after finding that out, it was just a bigger wound. It went from it went from the hurt of an embarrassment of having a incarcerated father to now he's not my father. And there's another guy named name that is my father, named Chris Anderson that I don't even know what he looks like or who he is. Now I'm even more embarrassed and I'm confused and I'm mad at him because at the time I was thinking he abandoned my mom, and me and my mm -hmm. mom were like super close. Um, I found out later as she started sharing more. Uh, bits and pieces of information with me that she never told him about me. Mm. That was a game changer for me because immediately mm. um, I I relinquished the um, anger that I had towards him and uh, I just wanted to meet him at that point. And mm -hmm. me and my mom had an issue about the fact she hid that from me. She shared her reasons why at the time but I didn't think they were justifiable and um we had an issue too, but me, but it's my mom and I was living with her and she's taking care of me. I can't walk around the house having an issue with her. Right, and, right. You know, we got over that. Yeah. You know, she's taking care of me. So, um, but, um, like I said, I'm really fast forwarding the story, um, for mm -hmm. the sake of time and everything, but, uh, I'm all the way in my twenties. And again, I go back to surface and mask. I still know how to wear that mask, even into adulthood. Like, I got my bat. I always said I look good on paper. Like I got my bachelor's, I got my master's. You know, um, I had like friends and family and had decent jobs. But when that, when I was in college, whenever people would bring up father and like people would joke each other, when it came to me, I started getting in fights a lot um, mm -hmm. in college, and it was only around that. And so I I recognized in myself this wasn't the era where they were talking openly about mental health and like mm -hmm. uh, even fatherhood and and you know, even men displaying uh, emotion and stuff like that. And so I recognized myself. I was like, man, I, why do I get mad every time somebody talks about father? It was either between the anger of my former father um, that, I, that, that was incarcerated, that I found out was not my biological father, who I still had a lot of anger towards because I felt like um, he gave me his name and I thought that was unfair, giving me his name and acting as if he's my father. Wow. Um, I had, at, throughout the time of undergrad, I had disowned that side of the family when I found out that information because I thought I was the butt of this big joke. Yeah. Um, I, I realized that none of them, well, yeah, they, they weren't told about it either. And so, um, mm -hmm. or if they did, they just kind of held it in. But I just, I, I only associated with my blood, which is my mom's side. 
And that was uh, looking back, you know, obviously that was like kind of immature, but that was my 16 year old mind at the time. And then mm-hmm. I just kept it going into undergrad. But um, a lot of people's stories in there and and that's it. Mine didn't end there. Um, at the age of 27, I'm out of um, I'm out of undergrad and graduate school doing well. At this point, um, I don't have any hatred towards Chris Anderson at all. That's been gone. But I also didn't think I ever find him because mm-hmm. I didn't have any information to go on. Mm-hmm. And um my grandmother, who my uh, maternal grandmother, got really sick in uh, Chippenham Hospital mm-hmm. here in Richmond, and um, I was going back and forth to visit her every day. And once it got too close to Christmas time, the week before Christmas, I wasn't able to go, and my mom went in my place. And when mom went in my place, she sent me this long text message that evening after she left the hospital, and it was in all caps, and she was all excited, and she was like. Um, oh my God, you're not gonna believe this. Is what happened? Blah 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 blah. And um, and I'm like, well, what happened? And she's like, well, I'm gonna share it with you, um, next week as a Christmas. <laughs> what? And so, so you um, had to wait. So you had, right, you had to wait a whole and week. So, and and I didn't know how big the news was because she kind of get excited over like everything. So I just was like, all right, whatever. And, um, Sounds like me. Yeah, I'm like, okay, but but lo and behold, like she, it was worthy of all those caps, you know, when I yeah. found out. Wow. And so Christmas time came. Um. And we're exchanging gifts and everything. Everybody's exchanging gifts. And she hands me a little journal, like a mini journal, tells me to go upstairs and get some privacy and read it. And I'm reading mm-hmm. through the journal. And um, she says, uh, in a nutshell, pretty much, she says, I'm so sorry for, um, you know, just uh, not allowing you to meet your father and the way I shared it. And I carried all this grief on me a long time. And she's like, even though mm-hmm. I feel the Lord has forgiven me, I don't feel you forgiving me. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to be able to, uh rectify that but i never knew how she said but do you remember last week when i text you all that stuff um she said when you couldn't go to visit grandma she's like i went to visit grandma and when i'm walking down the hallway she's like um i look up and i see um this man like coming down the hallway he has the scrubs on and he's she's describing him like strutting in the way he's looking at everything <laughs> and so i'm all i'm reading this i'm like where is she going with this story because remember i i forget i i didn't forget about him but i figured it as a lost cause mm-hmm. so i wasn't even thinking about chris anderson anymore mm-hmm. um and so she says she looks up and then um she was like I looked up and it's Chris Anderson. Wow. And um, she said, when I saw him, I immediately remember I told her she never told him about me. So when she saw him, she said she looked up and she said to herself that it's now or never. And mm-hmm. she said she grabbed his shoulder and she said, Chris, and she said he stared at her for a long time. He's like, oh yeah, Belinda. And she was like, yeah. She said, I know it's going to sound crazy, but I had your son 27 years ago. Wow. And so um, I'm going to take you back to me now. So I'm sitting there 27 years old. Um, I dropped the book immediately. Like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't believe it. It was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. I was like crying and everything. And I always tell people that part because the emotion was so heavy. It was like the yeah. child in me came yeah. out again. Mm-hmm. And so people don't want to act hard, all that stuff. Like that's that's wasn't me. Like it was, I couldn't believe it. This was the man I really had been searching for since I was right. 16 years old. Right, right. And uh, and I just couldn't believe it. And like I picked the the book back up, and I read it uh, like three more times. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, Chris Anderson. And like, and she just was like, um, remember, I still have no pictures. This mm-hmm. is in a journal. And so, she sat him down. She told him, you know, uh, like kind of what happened in a nutshell. And then she showed him pictures of me. And she asked him, was it okay if she shared with him? With, with me his cell phone number on christmas day as a present <gasps> and he wow. said yeah and so that's oh. why she held the text message for so long and wow. the message is so so long and so um 
she said, and she wrote the bottom. She said, I know it's not going to make up for the last 27 years. She was like, but hopefully this will help you to be able to have some forgiveness, you know, for me going forward. And if you have any that you need for him and hopefully y'all can form a relationship and a bond. And and the, and the wow. next page was just one thing. It was his phone number. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't believe it when I came oh, out there, like we hugged and all that type of stuff. Um, And I, and I said, and I was like, I can call him today. She's like, yeah. And I called him <sighs> up and um, he answered and he was, uh, at the hospital, mm-hmm. and he said, um, and he was like, "Hey, how you doing, man?" And I just was so nervous on the phone. I didn't know. Right, what he right, said. right. And he was like, "Um, what you doing today?" And I was like, "Nothing." He was like, "Can you come down to the hospital?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like I got my um two year old son with me. Is that okay?" And he was like, "Um, with what your mom was saying is true. That's my grandson. So bring him on down." Oh. We came down there. I had my son, who's now sixteen. I had him. Uh, wow. My, had him on my knee. <laughs> And I'm so nervous. I still don't know what this man looks like, though. So all these guys, these black dudes is coming past. I'm looking at everyone. Right, right. Is that him? Is that him? Wow. And so um, finally, the elevator ding. I remember I turned around. And um, when I looked, he came out there. And it was, and and I have a really good, like, playback memory. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Photographic memory. Yep. Yeah. and (laughs) And he came out the way that my mom described him. Like, I probably didn't describe everything. But the way she described him, like, his strut. Everything mm-hmm. he, he came out looking just like that, and when I looked, I, I saw him and I said, "That's him." I, wow. I knew it. I was a hundred percent like that's him. And um, he came over there, and it was kind of like awkward in the beginning. He just stared at me. He didn't say nothing. He started leaning in, and he was looking at me, kind of squinting and like moving mm-hmm. his head around. And I started laughing. And to break the ice, I said, "I said, you know, I'm your son. Stop playing." And, like, and he started laughing, and he started saying who other people in the family that I look like. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentioned like um, a nephew of his and his uh, a cousin that passed and and an uncle and all these people. And so I said, um, I said, look, I said, no, you probably want a paternity test. And I reached in my pocket. I pulled out a list. I had written up a list of nearby paternity tests. Mm-hmm. And he started mm-hmm. laughing. He said, I sure do want one. I said, he said, how'd you know? I was like, because I would want one, too. Mm-hmm. We went and took a paternity test. At that time, it took seven days. And so um, they swabbed our mouths and we parted ways and we talked on the phone and text. Mm-hmm. every day and the, and wow. the things that we shared um were so like um just it was like we grew up together like the mm-hmm. way he told stories he being animated him having energy in the way and that's the way <laughs> i am too and like i just couldn't believe it as i was watching him and so um finally we got the results back the lady called us into the office um and we stood in the office and we were both nervous and he stared at me he was like these results better come back because, um, you know, I'm starting to love you now. And I was yeah. like, oh, I'm and so the lady read the results and she said they were 99.999%. Oh my goodness. Oh. <laughs> um, he gave me a big old hug, spun me around. Oh, and uh, he took God. me back to the, he took me back to his uh, job to um, meet his team. And so just mm-hmm. to kind of fast forward the story, I met his team. I got to meet my other side of the family, which is his side. Um, Met, met a met a whole you know other side of the family and like we just became close ever since that day mm-hmm. um i wrote a book called finding chris my father yes where can we find your book yes yeah, what'd you say where can we find your book um the book is on amazon uh it's on walmart it's on uh, barnes and noble so it's on mm-hmm. all those sites but it's called finding chris my father it kind of gives you the details the in between of yes, the story yes, I just yes, yes. Right. And, um, we want I people to buy the book so um, we, we want people to buy the book. So we don't want you to give too much information because yeah, we want yeah, to support. Yeah. And we definitely yeah. want to bring you back to yes. continue conversation. We need a part two. We need to definitely yeah, have a part no, two. It's a lengthy story. Yeah, yeah. definitely a part two. Yeah, I that's turned fine, into though, a because... stage play and everything. 
wow wow okay we need to talk yeah we definitely need to talk <laughs> so for everybody that's listening in and watching this is just the first part because yes. we're gonna have I a will. part two yes um because i tell you you have an amazing story and it just speaks to the father you know the fathers um that sometimes we don't always highlight we talk about oh i have a good daddy da, da. but what about the father who doesn't know that he's a father right. what about the father who god um reveals to uh reveals to later you know and mm-hmm. and, and it's like what do you do with that right. responsibility he made up a lost that time that's amazing exactly. he made up a he said i still want you as my son and and i love the part that you said even while you were waiting for the test he's like i love still you talking, already man i yeah. feel like i feel like even if the results didn't go in your favor you still will have a father yeah like yeah. because you had already established something this is amazing mm-hmm. yeah we need to have you back for real <laughs> we, we definitely need to have do. you back we definitely yeah, anytime, yes. anytime. Yes. So yes. tell us one more time the name of your book, where we can find you, and then we're gonna talk about getting you back. Yeah. <laughs> we have to um, so once again, my name is uh Vincent Ellis White. Uh you can find my book is entitled Finding Chris, My mm-hmm. Father. A lot of people make the mistake of saying finding Christ. No, we're talking about finding Chris. My father. Wow. And so um the book is everywhere. Um if you google it you can find it anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I know uh the Amazon's probably the number one site. So it's on amazon.com. It's awesome. on Walmart, it's on Target, uh, Barnes and Noble. So you can find it anywhere. Just google finding Chris my father or type in the Amazon search and you'll find it. Yes. This was yes, amazing. Yes. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations again for finding your father. Um, being a father, because I can tell you're a great father, and I feel like you you're um, will be an even greater father because of what you experienced. Definitely. So you're using that's all that's of a that. whole other segment, trust me. And oh, that's yeah. what we're going to talk yep. about. Yes, sir. Def- that's the part yes, two. Sir. That's the part yes. two when we come back to talk yes. about you and how this translates to you becoming a father and we can of course share more details about your father as well but yeah. we, w- we really want to kind of focus on fatherhood yes. and how fatherhood can really affect future generations so yes i'm yes. just so grateful thank you thank you i'm, thank I'm you, extremely thank you. excited to have you back again yes. and for us to continue our talk yes thank, thank you right. so so much and everybody no we thank you for tuning in to true talk tv and we'll see you guys next week